0: you're listening to the mind your business podcast episode 100 today we're talking all about how to find your purpose so stay tuned hi i'm james wedmore and i've built a multiple seven-figure internet business that offers the financial freedom to do what i want when i want And I'm the first to say that hard work and hustle are not essential ingredients for your success. So how do you build a thriving business from the inside out? Now with over 800,000 downloads, this is the Mind Your Business Podcast. All right, all right, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm James Wedmore and this is the Mind Your Business Podcast. And this is our 100th episode. This is so awesome. Now, I don't have any super magical promotional stunt planned for you, a hundred days of awesomeness or anything like that. But I do have a very cool episode, and a very special interview that I just recorded, which I'll get to in a minute. But I did want to start by thanking each and every one of you, even if this is your first episode you've listened to, just taking the time in your busy lives and your busy schedules to tune in and listen to what we've had to say over the past year or so. It's been about a year and a half now since we first launched this, since I first came up with this idea of, hey, I want to do a podcast talking about all this crazy stuff. And it has been an awesome adventure, and it's going to be an even more awesome adventure moving forward. So I am currently on the road. I'm in Durango, Colorado, at a mastermind that my wife and I pay a lot of money for. If you've listened to previous episodes, you know that I'm not just a big Fan of masterminds, a huge advocate. I make it a prerequisite really for any entrepreneur for so many reasons. You know, it's one thing to just put on the headphones and listen to a podcast and receive information and intake, but we all have filters, filters and blind spots. So we tend to filter out, and we don't really know we're doing this until it's too late, but we tend to filter out things that we don't know and we don't understand. And only filter in or intake the things that we already know, the things that align with our existing beliefs, things that verify and confirm what we already know. I always ask and encourage you to observe when you do that and to practice being more coachable and open-minded. And when you're in a mastermind, you just can't do that because it's about the power of the collective and having a large group of people have your best interest at heart and when there's 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 people, whatever the size, giving you advice or telling you what you need to do, it gets through those filters fast and when it becomes you versus them and they have your best interest at heart, you know, when you're sitting there arguing for your limitations, because we do that more than we realize, the group wins and that can be extremely powerful very easy for us to want to stay comfortable to stay in our comfort zone to not think bigger to not push ourselves to not show up and a great group will bring that out of you and that's definitely what this group has done for me and i've seen it do for everyone else in that room and so when i get to do an interview with someone that's a part of this mastermind it's a huge honor and it's something very special so today's guest is none other than Mastin kip now i know a lot of you Know Mastin or have heard of him before because he is a friggin' rock star. He's an author, entrepreneur, and an inspirational speaker. He is the guy that founded thedailylove.com back in 2005, I believe. It's an inspirational website with daily email. I mean, he's, yeah, he's been running this since 2005. Mastin's had the privilege and opportunity to work with such people as Tony Robbins and Oprah Winfrey. And Mastin has a Phenomenal book coming out very soon called Claim Your Power. Now that's something we get into into the episode, but the main topic was something that I feel not necessarily qualified, not nearly as qualified as Mastin to talk about, and that is finding your purpose. What is your purpose? How do you find it? And how do you live a life or run a business that aligns with that purpose? This is so important. So essential for your happiness and well-being and for the success of what you do. Mastin is clearly someone who's living his purpose. I feel like I'm living mine and I want to make sure you are as well. So we've got a lot of exciting stuff for you, but I will give you one last (laughs) little word of warning. This was all Mastin's idea to do the episode on a chairlift. So in our mastermind, we have a fun day, a play day and we went to this mountain resort and it's in it's summer now so there's no there's no snow so we hopped on a, a moving chairlift went all the way up and all the way back down and we said whenever that thing reaches the finish line when it, you know right the origin point where we got on that's when the episode will have to end so you'll hear some noises a little wind but you can still hear us loud and clear and it was just really fun we we're you know out in nature with a great view, and it was just a very casual conversation, but it was, it was a deep one. And for me, it was just it was mind blowing. So I think you're going to love it. Without further ado, let's play that interview right now. Mastin, how are you? Hi, James. It's nice to be with you today. On this, where are we right now? We are on a chairlift, and you're going to hear a lot of interesting noises.
1: That's right. We are. There's a bobsledding thing below us. There's chairlifts around us. There's wind. There's nature. And we're in Durango, Colorado. Yeah. And we thought. There's a chairlift. We might as well do a podcast on here talking about purpose, talking about unseen things. Yeah. And it's going to be on your podcast and my podcast simultaneously, which is kind of cool. Yeah.
0: So why don't we do a plug for yours really quick? Okay. Well, also,
1: I think maybe I'll just also introduce, I'll talk about me, which will also introduce me to your people and then we'll do vice versa too. I like it. All right, cool. So I'm Mastin Kip and I'm a functional life coach and I really help people dissolve all of the hidden things that keep them stuck from going to the next level of success in their life. And my
0: podcast is called Power and Purpose. I love it. Power and Purpose. And you have a book coming out that we're going to talk about as well. So we'll get get into that. Very excited. And hello, my name is James Wedmore. And boy, 10 years ago, I started teaching this little thing called online video and YouTube to entrepreneurs and small business owners. And what has become a really big passion for me in the last two years is a podcast we created called Mind Your Business, the Mind Your Business podcast, where I like to talk a lot about the stuff I'm sure you talk about as well which are what I just call the unseen forces that can help us get unstuck and thrive as entrepreneurs become more unstoppable and successful and it's really just first it's a gateway drug for a lot of people that didn't know that there's a whole other world that totally beyond just the logical linear action taking I did the seven steps why isn't it working yeah exactly and a discovery into that world and an inquiry that takes you pretty deep down the rabbit hole at times. So yes, this is why I was Amen. like, it's such a no brainer to have this conversation with, with Mastin. And I think what we wanted to frame it around was this, the P word. Yes. Purpose. 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 Get your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> <laughs> so, and you know, and I, I think we were talking before this, that as you'll share a little bit of your story, we'll find out that there was a time in your life when you didn't feel like you had a purpose. Yes. And for me, it's not that I always had a purpose. It's just that I, as soon as I saw this world, you know I went to film school, so I ever since a young age, I had a passion for film. And then as soon as I saw that like there were things like online video, I knew immediately that this is what I wanted to be doing. So I didn't really have a time, a long time in my life where I felt lost or confused. And so people ask me, The purpose question, like, how do you find it and what is it, and I've never felt very qualified to it because I think it takes that contrast. I think it takes that personal experience of not having it, feeling like you need it, and finding it. Totally. And so that's why this is such an important conversation. Totally. And I'd just like to start by asking you, what is purpose? (laughs) It's a really simple
1: answer, but I want to answer the question first with a question to you. Okay. When you were in film school, and then you think about film, you know, making film and and telling stories, how does it make you feel? Well... Now I know you might say I know we talked offline yeah. about you know you and emotion. <laughs> yes,
0: yeah, and but that is a that is a big thing. Is like I'm not an, I'm not nearly as an emo or by nature. Sure. As emotional, as in touch with my emotions as, as Mastin is.
1: I'm very emotionally yeah. aware. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. but <laughs> I'm no, but like, did, intelligent. like how do you feel when you think about like telling stories or or you know getting the shot? Like, what is it? Like, what state are you in when you're considering that type of stuff?
0: Yeah, it's fulfilling. It's it feels like it's it's. Using all of me. Yes. Like, it's like it's like when you find a tool that has its right purpose. <laughs> You're using yeah. the tool exactly. for the right job. Yes. And it's like, wow, if I were built for this, it feels like that. It feels yes. like I was meant to do that. Yeah. Because it comes easy. That is a huge thing that, and I'm sure you'll get into this, is that it is the thing that we tend to take for granted yep. because these types of things came so easy to me yes. that I assumed soon made an ass out of you and me, that they would come easy to others as well. that's right. So,
1: okay, so there's so much in your answer that will help me give you a crystal clear context for my definition of purpose. So, Mm. to to understand purpose, it's actually really simple. So, when you ask the average person what purpose is, they'll usually say something like, it's a sense of contribution, I'm connecting to a power greater than myself, I'm serving other people, and that's sort of, I would say, accurate, but not precise. So, Mm -hmm. like, if I'm shooting at a target, and I'm shooting a bow and arrow at a target, and I shoot... Every single arrow, six inches above the target. I'm way off. I'm not precise, but every arrow is in the same area. It's all accurate. Yes. Does that make sense? It's all in the same cluster. So,
0: so to be uh, all those things you described is like saying you're in the right direction. Right. But we haven't hit the bullseye. Right. So it's not precise. Yes. Right. So people are
1: accurate in their description, but they're not precise about it. So it's really actually super simple. We're about to be encouraged to get off this ride, but we're going to keep going. So we may have to interact with this gentleman in a moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think that if you look at human beings, yeah, we're on the scenic tour. Scenic tour. Bye guys. See y'all later. Bye, Stu McLaren. That was a shameless shout-out on the podcast. If you don't know we know Stu, because he's a celebrity now. (laughs) So anyway, it's really simple. Human beings are actually, you know, the mechanism that makes a human being up is very complicated, but what makes us tick is very simple, but not easy. And it's really simple. So if you think about any goal that you want to set in life, whether it's you know you want to get married, you want to lose weight, you wanna make money you want to make more money, you want to systemize, you want to, you know, find your purpose, whatever the goal is, consciously or unconsciously, we are in pursuit of that goal because of the emotional payoff that we believe it's going to bring to us. Yes. And we may not know that or be aware of it, but it's true. So when we look at that, then you have to start asking questions like, well, why do you want more money? Why do you want to lose weight? And if the answer is about something out there, you're going to consistently come up short. So ultimately, life is an emotional game. And um, what this means is that we're constantly seeking to be in a certain emotional state. So when we take antidepressants, it's because we want to be in a certain emotional state. When we're binging on sugar, our goal is an emotional state. When we're angry at, you know, the politics, we're looking for a certain emotional state. When we're having sex, we're looking for a certain emotional state and on and on it goes. So ultimately, everything that we do ties back to an emotional goal. So I like to think of purpose really simply as essentially an emotion that you cultivate within yourself, So it's your responsibility. And then you ultimately will share with others. Mm. So it's really something that you are responsible for cultivating and then sharing. And what most people do is they do the opposite. And they're sort of a consumer of emotions. And I like to think of it in terms of emotional wealth or emotional debt. People have a really good understanding of being in financial debt. I think most people at some point in life has been in financial debt and what that feeling feels like. So when you're not feeling fulfilled or the emotions that you were experiencing when you talk about, you know, film school or that type of stuff. When you're in anger, when you're in, resent- when you're in powerlessness, when you're in depression. If we take all of the assumptions of biochemistry and brain chemistry out for a moment, because we can talk about that later. But ultimately, it's an emotional game. And so our emotions are basically signposts or um, they're guides. And so if we're in a positive emotional state, what that essentially means is that we are aligned with our purpose. Just like if I'm on the road yeah. and it's smooth going, then I'm in the right place. And negative emotions are like when you start going off the highway and you hear that, and you hear those different and this bumps. And so great, I'm not aligned. This
0: is such a great distinction because I think we, is it accurate to say that we tend to associate that we are our emotions, yes. right? That we I am this way or I am depressed or whatever. And I love the signposts and the, the bumps on the road. I think another analogy I've used is just like if we experience physical pain like if you put your hand over a stove exactly. the pain is actually a gift to tell you hey you need Attention. to take your hand off the stove exactly because it's hurting you exactly it's not like oh yeah
1: i'm uh I'm just somebody who just holds their hand on the fire on the stove. Yes. And I'm going to be like that for the rest of my life.
0: Right, right. And <laughs> I'm, I'm do- going to figure out a way to tolerate this pain. <laughs> yeah. Well, in the meantime, your flesh is burning. Yeah, let me just keep in injecting
1: reality. Novocaine into my hand to make it go away. Yes. <laughs> exactly.
0: When instead, our emotions are like another sense or an indicator of that hot or cold game exactly. that we played as a kid.
1: So, yeah, so the, the key is to understand to that point is that, like, it's simply feedback. Yes. That's all it is. And so, when you see it from that perspective, and you're not in a positive state, which, by the way, even if you know this stuff, you're never going to be a hundred percent. I always like to never use the word fully, fully healed, fully in my purpose, fully this. Fully that's like that's like a perfectionist word that's unachievable. It's more like mostly yeah. over fifty-one percent of the time. That's a good way to start. But if I'm mostly not in a good spot, if I'm mostly in a negative spot, then what it simply means is is that the stuff I'm doing on some level is generating this emotion within me. And I have to learn how I'm making that happen. It has nothing to do with the political landscape. It has nothing to do with what your family is or is not doing or how much money is in your bank account. It has nothing to do with any of that stuff. And that is sort of what we help people do is understand how they're contributing to their emotional experience. And when you look at, for example, people always ask me about, you know, Trump and the administration and stuff like that. And one of the things I talk about is like, look, like whether or not you agree with anyone who's in office, because there are people who hated Obama, there's people who hate Trump, you know, how you respond to it is what determines your emotional response. And, you know, this is like well-documented Logos therapy with Viktor Frankl, who was in Auschwitz. And I don't care what you're going through today, you were not in Auschwitz and saw your family murdered, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? And so, you know, what Viktor Frankl reminds us is that, you know, between stimulus and response is a gap. And in that gap is where we get to apply meaning. And so if I, if the meaning is, You know, I'm powerless, or if the meaning is that the president or the Congress or Senate or whatever has my power, well, you're going to be essentially set up for suffering, which is different than pain, which we can talk about. So when you're in this state, the first thing you have to understand is the meaning that you're giving the events of your life, which is you and nobody else, is sort of the core foundational tool that you have to work on consistently. I think one of the most important questions you can ask yourself is, what am I making this mean right now? Mm. And when you get in touch with that, then you can start understanding, well, what's the unconscious programming that's really running me? And that's really hard work. People don't want to admit that they're contributing to their state because they always want, it's easier to blame someone else. Now, this doesn't mean that when things happen externally that there's not going to be some type of justice. So it's not like, hey, someone is stealing all my money and I'm going to make it mean it's an opportunity for me to generate more. There's obviously a time and place to have negative emotion. But chronically, if that's how you're feeling and where you're living, it's really a call for awareness. And so that is essentially, I think, the core context for how I view purpose, which is ultimately it's an emotional game. You're responsible for it. And then once you have an empowering meaning, there's a lot more that we can do with diet, exercise, action, and, you know, really then starting to understand what your gifts are.
0: This meaning piece is so huge. Cause I think the challenge is as simple as that is. And you, you said this yourself, it's simple, but not always easy. Yes. Is that we can't distinguish meaning from fact. Yes. Like it's like, no, this is what it is. And It's one interpretation. And I think it's really challenging to be able to take that look and say, could it mean something else? Is that absolutely universally true? That's right.
1: And that's the thing is that like, you know, when you look at like the media that we're consuming primarily on a daily basis, I know people listening to our podcast, it might not be 100% true for them, but it's probably tangentially true because we live in echo chambers on social media. Hmm. You know, we're consuming essentially, I would call victim consciousness media, where it's like the intention of this piece is to blame somebody else for why things are the way they are. And there might be a contributing factor to it. There may be a significant contributing factor to it. But ultimately, when you're blaming other people for the outcome of your life, then they have the power. And that means that you're going to be in that emotional debt versus understanding that there's a whole other way of being, which will help you create emotional wealth in your life. And essentially, you either have to come to this conclusion one of two ways. One you are extremely advanced in your consciousness and you just decide that I don't want to suffer and I want to learn through joy. Most people don't like to learn through joy because it's too threatening. Most people like to learn through suffering. So they have to hit a a, sort of a rock bottom where it's too painful not to change and then they start asking questions like, yeah, well maybe there could be a different meaning here and then that's when the real work starts to begin. But if you're refusing to question the meanings that you're making, then we've discovered why you're actually stuck.
0: <laughs> and, and that's why learning and growing through joy is so threatening because it challenges that right or wrong in you. Is that what um, you'd say? Yes. And I, I think to even be a little bit more scientific, if you start looking
1: at like how we are designed as human beings, you know, everyone talks about, you know, talking about, you know, personal development. And what's true is your spirit or your soul or that infinite part of you does not need one ounce of personal development. Mm. It's perfect. The part of you that needs help is your meat sack, <laughs> which is made up of neurotransmitters and neural pathways and all kinds of you know, nervous system responses. And we have an amygdala in the brain, which is responsible for fight or flight. And by the way, fear is often blamed. They always say fear is the opposite of love. I think it's nonsense. I think fear is really just a response to uncertainty. And if you're going to grow, you're going to experience uncertainty no matter what. So ultimately, fear is just a sign that there's perhaps danger. But any entrepreneur anyone who's going to get married, anytime you've ever expanded, there's been potential danger. So what happens is when you start to admit that you might be wrong, then the nervous system interprets that as a threat that could kill you because the meaning is what keeps you safe, essentially. So
0: maybe it's almost misguided love, right? Fear. It's, it's, right. it's there to protect you. That's right. It's just, it's, mis- it's, it's well-intentioned. It's, that's right. It's, it's, it's actually, it's perfect survival, Yeah. but it's
1: awful for thriving. So the one thing to think about is that like, you know, yesterday's medicine, which was purely survival. Yes. You know, is today's poison. Because we're now living in an exponential era, the exponential growth and exponential technology where we know everything all at once. And what worked yesterday literally cannot work today. Yeah. So I always like to talk to people who are like want to make more money or they want to, you know, have more love or they want, you know, to lose weight or whatever it is. Like let's first examine the meanings. Because if you don't do that, then you're sort of just going to be fighting yourself the entire time
0: does that make sense it does and i want to circle back to the original question and see if we can <laughs> get more clarification your purpose is an emotional game your emotions become the hot or cold indicator that you're on the right track it isn't itself an emotion is yeah. it is it 100 okay it is it is it in one way to say to feel this certain way as much as possible that's right. okay
1: and, and let me be clear because one of the most misquoted quotes about this that's out there is the whole joseph campbell quote about follow your bliss and like addicts will say, well, you know, cocaine, man, that makes me feel blissful. Or, you know, mm-hmm. having sex with all these different people makes me feel blissful. Mm-hmm. But you have to look at the sustainability of it. So if it's sustainably makes you feel good consistently, that is what we're talking about. So we're not talking about a hedonistic approach. Right. We're talking about what are the ways that you can sustainably feel good. So let's talk about it. Empowering meaning, taking ownership over your, you know, your side of something, setting firm boundaries after you've done that. But then there's also like, well, what do you put, what food do you put in your body? Then there's also, like, what contribution are you doing? Then it's how many risks are you taking? Are you, you know, really taking time for yourself? Are you connecting with a power greater than you, whether that's the ocean or God or whatever that is for you? And then ultimately, are you contributing back? So if you're doing those things, you're going to feel good most of the time. If you're not doing those things, then you're going to feel not good most of the time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, this is great because I feel like where most people get caught up on what's my purpose is they're looking for their uniqueness. Mm-hmm. Out of 7 billion people, like, where is my unique purpose? And what I'm hearing from you is it's not necessarily about how you differentiate yourself from every other human being on the planet, but what's true for you. And that could be true for somebody else, That's right. right?
1: Well, I think, well, so, yes. So think of it like this. Like, if you think about, like, any foundational, you know, anything like a house or a car, there's certain foundational pieces that go into certain things. Like you and I both have rib bones. We both have a brain, hopefully, right? Somewhere, yeah. <laughs> we both have, you know, certain muscles that are similar, but the way in which we use this, these bodies and these voices and our chemistry is, is completely different. And when you think about the idea of like, what is my uniqueness? Well, that assumes that you're comparing yourself to other people. So there's comparison in that assumption, right? Right. So instead of saying, how do I feel? And focusing only on that yeah. and using that as a metric, because what's ironic is that, when you focus on being guided by your emotional states and your intuition, that is what will make you unique.
0: Yes, versus looking externally to say, "Oh, these people are doing this; those people are doing that." So I'll try and find something in the middle. That's right. Which you do see. I see very a lot of people do. That's right. Uh, versus saying, "Like I'm not going to listen to any of that. I'm going to listen to me." That's right. So the base
1: comparison becomes your intuition and your emotional guidance system, yes. not other people. And this is big for me because you know part of this process for me and the journey i've been through was you know redefining myself because i had a blog called the daily love where i was publishing mostly other people's content And I sort of had an existential crisis because it wasn't working for me. I found myself being very jealous of friends of mine. (laughs) Mm. I asked myself why. And I realized that when you're jealous of somebody, it's because there's something about you that you're not expressing that they're representing. And so when when you look at people who you're jealous of as teachers and mentors, rather than as people to talk shit behind their back, it can be extremely useful. And so, you know, I find myself, I was asking questions that caused me pain. Like, how am I different than Tony Robbins? How am I different than Lewis Howes? How am I different than Brendan Burchard or Gabrielle Bernstein? Like a lot of these people that are friends of mine. Those are the mine.
0: external ways of exactly. trying to find them.
1: And, yeah. and answering, asking that question, you'll never get an answer. Right. Versus what do I love to do? And what do I really enjoy doing? And when I'm working with clients or when I'm doing my business, like what are their pain points and how can I solve them and bring my own you know unique skill to this? And that's what's helped me really understand who I am. And, yes. and it's a hard thing to do today because, you know, we all got Facebook pages, and Instagram pages, and you can see how insignificant or significant you are yep. quickly. We're going to keep going.
0: <laughs> this is the halfway point. Ladies yeah, and gentlemen. we're turning around. OK, so by asking you to define. Hey, y'all. Oh. Podcasting.
1: Sorry. Oh, uh, well, you knocked it. Oh, did that stop everything? Yeah. Oh, no, I stopped no the whole thing. I'm so sorry. He's so nice and kind. <laughs> Yeah. Is
0: that on the podcast? the oh, pla- they're it, they're all it, giving us crap on right on now. It's on
1: the podcast. We aren't editing this, it's all Ron wheel. Okay.
0: This episode might need to be explicit.
1: <laughs> oh it is explicit, yes.
0: And yeah. we're off. We're going. Ahead. <laughs> okay, so by defining purpose, you've also helped to answer the question, how do you find it? But I'd love to you know, which is Checking in with your emotions and letting that be the guide for you, which I freaking love. And like, look, that's what's so huge about this. We've done a few episodes on Myers-Briggs and my personality type is very T thinker left brain, which means it is in my human nature to say emotions are the enemy. That's just my natural tendency, which you probably can't even fathom (laughs) that because your emotions have probably been so big for you your whole life that like, it was such a big part of me. This is this little tiny, or at least I thought it was sure this tiny little part that I had to suppress. Cause it was a waste of time. And, and the more I've like opened myself up it has been so powerful for me, but I want to talk about, <laughs> go deeper with how you find your purpose. And I want to speak specifically to action because I know for me personally, it's been through work yes through doing the work and usually the scarier, the work that I get more clarity around Yep. What my purpose is? Sure. So a couple things. First and foremost, I love assessments.
1: Like I like like all that type of stuff. Whether it's you know, Enneagram or Myers Briggs or Colby or that type of stuff. Like it's really nice to have a clear understanding of sort of where you are. But you have to understand that those assessments are based on your personality traits, and your personality traits are based on your past meanings and and mm-hmm. traumas. Absolutely. So I also think that some of that stuff is malleable, just like we have neuroplasticity. Yes. That stuff is malleable, and when you think about you know emotions being some far off distant thing what I would say to that is, well, how does that make you feel to have emotions be close? Scary. (laughs) Exactly. It's totally scary. Absolutely. So then that's a very interesting question. And and, and it'll help me answer this because for me, it's scary too. And the reason why I know this is not because, you know, I've been overly emotional though. I definitely am passionate as an entrepreneur. It's because I've worked with like over 10,000 people and seen these patterns over and over and over again on what helps liberate them. And Actually, one of the first people to help me get clear on this was actually Simon Sinek of all people. He walked me through a process once over the phone and helped me go back and relive my earliest, happiest memories and how I was feeling. And that was a huge aha moment for me and almost a nucleus of the cleaner Power thesis in a lot of ways. So that whole start with why thing is yeah. really big as a through line in this. And why that's so important is because if you start with why and then you can't know the how or the what ahead of time and I think it's hard for me to quantify this until about two weeks ago when I watched Mark Zuckerberg speak at Harvard for a commencement speech and he said the idea that like look ideas don't come fully formed and he says if I had to know everything had to happen to like connect the world with Facebook before I got started it would never have happened and he talks about the discovery process and it's very similar to the whole transcendentalist idea that life is an experiment so like what most people are looking for when they want to know my purpose (laughs) Mm -hmm. is what they're really saying is this uncertainty is terrifying And I need some serious certainty. I need to label it. And unfortunately, you know, when you look at, like, how life actually is, it's a discovery process. And a lot of times, all you can see is the one step in front of you. And, you know, if you look at someone who I look up to, like Oprah Winfrey, she talks a lot about when she was turning around the OWN network. This is public information. She talks about, you know, there was a time where it was like maybe OWN's not going to happen. And there was, I think, over a billion or more dollars at stake in investment from discovery. And she said, well, she got together with her, her, uh, her leaders, you know, Sherry and Eric over at OWN, and they asked one question, what's the next thing we got to do?
0: Mm.
1: And I think that, you know, when you talk about, you know, vision and thinking big and all that type of stuff, it's really important to do that. But sometimes you think so big that you don't even have your footing. Right. And so I think right. that it's really, for a lot of people, the idea of setting big goals and the idea of, you know, you know this sort of this, you know, connecting this. It's like, well, it's 10x your healing. Hmm. Let's 10x your tiny steps because if you want to 10x your results, you also have to, you know, 10x your groundedness. So I think it's really a discovery process and the more certainty that you can find in that uncertainty, the clearer things will become rather than having to have it done ahead of time.
0: And speaking to that certainty, I think what falls under that is what I see a lot is people looking for permission. That yep. Almost like if you tell me what my purpose is, I'll have the permission to go do it. That's right. And I think that's something they're going to look for for a long time yes, and maybe never find.
1: It's also a lot of times how we are raised because we're raised mm-hmm. to need permission to go to the restroom as a child, yes. which I think is ridiculous.
0: <laughs> you, you are raised to ask permission to ask a question. Exactly. I have to raise my hand to be called on yeah. to be inquisitive.
1: That's right. That's right. And sometimes, you know, I mean, I was the kid that always asked why, yeah. which never really Until worked. Until they pounded that out of you, right? Exactly. But well, I, was, I never let them. <laughs> they wanted to <laughs> really bad. You. It's probably one of the reasons why I started to do all the drugs. But actually, it was interesting because, you know, in studying, you know, I've been learning a lot about teams and systems, which I know you know a lot about. But you learning about the Toyota process, the five whys.
0: Mm.
1: I mean, that's my childhood. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> why? So theres it's like asking why is a really powerful thing. But I think that when you talk to people who are looking for permission, I think we all are on a certain level. You know, I've found that once someone finds their purpose, that is exactly the next thing that they're looking for. And ultimately, the only person's permission that you need is your own. But they're looking permission from their mother or their father or God or society or some, you know, organization out there that says now you're enough to do this. And ultimately, it all comes back to you needing your own permission. Yeah, That takes mentorship, I think. I don't think it's something that you just do on your own. I don't believe in the well, especially if it's your first time.
0: Wolf. Because how do you know how to do something you've never done before? That's right,
1: and that's a perfectionist expectation. Like I've yes. been doing all the, I, I've had an MBA and I've worked in corporate for the last ten years, and I've been able to execute a perfect P and L. Okay, cool. But like starting a business, you've never done yeah. that, so don't have you, it's in, it's insanity to have the same level of expectation for something you've never done before. Yes, it's yes. insane.
0: Absolutely. Making. So here's my question for you: There's a little massing coaching cool. on the spot here is that I've always felt extremely fulfilled and passionate about what I do. But if someone came to me, like if you asked me on the spot, James, what's your purpose? Or if someone else asked me, I don't think I could have some succinct, clear answer that, you know, you put on some wall and Mm -hmm. people walk by and say, wow, that's beautiful. Sure. Um, What do you say to that? Is it like, you know it, you just don't know how to say it, or uh, no, you're still looking, James, like, sure. So
1: the way that we look at it is we have a, I call it like a purpose sentence, which kind of helps orient people. And so it looks something like this. The purpose of my life is to blank, and that would be an emotion, myself and my higher power, and feel the blank that results while inspiring others to feel the same. So that might look something like you have to figure out what your top two emotions are, which is sort of what the claim your power process helps. in the first part of the process is helping get clear on that. Because I could literally write down a list of like the 200 emotions that are most common, and have you choose one, but that's not really true. Like you really gotta do a little bit of digging, but like my two top emotions are belonging and excited. So ultimately I would say the purpose of my life is to belong to myself and my higher power and feel the excitement that results while inspiring others to feel the same. And it's not a how, it's not a what, it's not an outcome, it's a why, right? So the, and then we have to talk about hierarchy, which is, so my top emotion is belonging. So then the question becomes, well, where do I do that? If I'm looking outwardly for belonging, then I'm going to be the consumer of it. I'm going to be an emotional debt. So if I'm looking at places, hey, where do I fit in? What about me? You're probably never going to fit in, right? It's like, do you ever see that Super Troopers Farva? Yeah. Like never quite fits in. Yeah. You know, he's like always super awkward. Is he? He's the rookie cop. Yeah, or whatever? yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know, it's like next person to say shenanigans is going to get suspended. Hey Farva, what's that restaurant down on Fifth Street? Shenanigans. It's like <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's yeah. like always like so you know but like Farva just wants to fit in. That's why we love him, but we hate him. You yeah. know. But he does it all in the wrong way. So if you're looking to belong and you're asking, where do I belong out there? Then you're going to be sort of like feeling like an alien or an ugly duckling. But if you look at, if you ask the question, well, what do I got to do to feel like I belong? Well, maybe the first answer is I got to not hang out with these people because <laughs> mm. I don't belong here. Then that is a really huge indicator. And a lot of times when you take your power back, and that's what claiming your power really is, is changing the hierarchy from other people to yourself first. That's what claiming your power is all about that's turns your life upside down. And, and I think one of the best role models on this is Jesus. Cause if you look at Jesus, he never went where he wasn't welcome. He always went where he was welcome. And that's not like a Christian thing. That's just like a wisdom thing. He never forced himself. He never said, you know, do as I say, not as I do. He just loved people where they were. And I think that there's too much seeking and not enough revealing in a lot of personal development because people want to be significant. They want to have the number one, this number one, that more followers, all that type of stuff. And there's really no, room for internal investigation
0: yeah does that make sense Oh man it makes so so much sense and I just like there is you can see that letting go or the dropping of the resisting or the forcing you know like the moment you stop trying totally. to belong is probably the moment you're gonna naturally that's felt right. belonging but also having what I love how you said it just like belonging to yourself that's right and starting there.
1: And what has to happen? Like, that's a really big question. Yeah. Like, maybe I need to, to get a divorce or maybe I need to stop hanging out with these people or maybe I need to tell my mother, like, sorry, I can't. Right. Or maybe I have to stop hanging out with these people because all we have in common is drugs. I mean, I have no idea what it is for each person. Yeah. But,
0: like, that's a really serious
1: question and it's a, a reorientation of your power.
0: But it's, it's fascinating that you don't, this purpose, sentence and framework isn't about what you do, unique no. in the world. It's that emotion that you're constantly seeking because, and I'm making some conclusions here, yeah, probably because right. I've seen how I have evolved and changed. Like there was a time in my business where all I want to do is get paid to make creative videos <laughs> yep. and that's changed. But I'm still, if I look deep enough, probably chasing those same emotions. We all are. Yeah. But if
1: you know it, then you have power.
0: And you can be much more like water that's right. to change and pivot when those times in your life change because i have changed i I am not at all the same person i was and i could see a version of myself who would have clung on to that identity who would have clung on no this is who i am and this is who i have to always be and i think i've been lucky enough to learn the power of listening to my emotions which i guess if we want to reframe the follow your bliss it's listen to your emotions and make sure that it's with the disclaimer of, like, as long as it doesn't harm others or yourself. That's right. That's right. It's beautiful.
1: Yeah, well, and I think to your point, too, like, this is a really important distinction. People work with us over a period of time, and, and they come up with different emotions over time. But what they're really doing is it's refining. Because mm. sometimes, like, it used to be connection, but connection wasn't exactly right, but it was right at the time. Then it was like, actually, I feel it's really belonging. So there's a refinement process. But one thing that kind of bring peace to you and to me and to everyone listening is that, like, Our emotional targets remain the same throughout life. Yes. But what happens is we grow and we get satiated in whatever we're creating and it doesn't have the same emotional impact. So like what makes you happy when you're seven doesn't make you happy when you're nine or 30 or 60. So what changes is not the emotional target. What changes is the external circumstances that produce that emotion. Yes. Unless you are like the most enlightened person in the world... Who the only thing that has to happen for you to feel like you belong is you woke up mm. and that to me <laughs> isn't <be> really amazing <laughs> it, it
0: is but it's, it's not it's not really living which i think would be what we're here to do right is live and experience the ups and downs and that's right
1: that's right man I, that's so good well i guess what i mean though is like let me i didn't say that eloquently enough there's a lot of rules that people have about what has to happen for me to feel a certain way right right so like it's like like a lot of people that I meet because I like I hang out like in the woo-woo crowd, right? So like it's like, well, for me to feel good, you know, Mercury can't be in retrograde and I can only eat gluten-free food and it has to be a raw organic thingamajigger. And, you know, I have to have my vision board and I have to have my Lula lemons and I have to have this exact type of green juice. And if those circumstances are not the way that they are, then I just am having an awful day. I can't manifest. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like the less rules you have about what has to happen for you to feel a certain way the better this is why we love children what has to happen for them to feel happy they have to jump in a puddle you know so I guess what I mean is we want to have a variety of experiences obviously but the less rules you have about what has to happen for you to feel your top emotions the better because then you're going to feel them more often it's like let's make it most of us make it you know Tony Robbins taught me this most of us make it really easy to feel bad and really hard to feel good why don't we reverse that why don't we make it really easy to feel good and
0: really hard to feel bad make life a game (laughs) that's easy for you to win every day Exactly. Man, it feels like when you describe that person, it's like they've taken all this woo-woo or spiritual teaching and it's it's been distorted. Totally. It's like to be spiritual is to have all these external things that will make you feel better. That's right. Which is exactly what got him in the mess in the first exactly. place.
1: It's an upgraded version of the same neuroses. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's be real. Like I would much rather be jonesing for a green juice than like trying to shoot heroin. I've never done heroin, but it's just sort of an example, you know? Like yeah. it's a better version of it, but ultimately you're still not gonna Gonna have the emotional payoff you're going for. man That's great. Because like ultimately, I don't care if Mercury's in retrograde. You're not.
0: <laughs> yes <laughs> <I> mean, Like. <laughs> yes. Well, we launched this last time with Mercury in retrograde, and how'd it go? Is our best launch we've ever right Okay. Now. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Has tech ever broken when Mercury's not in retrograde? Has ever? <laughs> yeah.
0: No. Never. It's always perfect all <laughs> the time. But listen, we actually had tech breakdowns. I think the difference here is that we, you know, like we get woo woo times, and I, my team is woo woo too. We just said, hey we might have a tech breakdown more frequently than normal. And that's going to be okay. That's right. Well, and let me clarify.
1: I'm 100% woo-woo. What I'm not is superstitious. Mm. I believe in the unseen. I believe in a higher power. I do not believe that, you know, the mudras and the mantras and the altars have any power more than what we assign it. Right.
0: Yeah, you don't believe that... There's these curses and hexes on you that are preventing you from living a, near purpose. Yeah,
1: you know, a powerful crystal to one person is a rock to somebody else. Right. Like we were my girlfriend Jenna loves crystals and so do I. We have a too. lot of crystals. And we moved to Asheville. I'll never forget, like the guy who moves, like he comes and he's like, Alright, y'all, what do y'all want your rocks? You know, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. uh, you mean our divine crystals? <laughs> yeah. You know, like our spiritual healing <laughs> amplifiers. He's like, Yeah, oh, you want your rocks over there? Alright. You know, it's so funny.
0: Put these in the But garret. for him, it was a rock. Yeah.
1: You know, and that's cool.
0: Yeah, man, that's so great. Well, I can see our final destination coming up. And oh so before God. we end this exhilarating, terrifying <laughs> podcast for uh, us uh, conquering our fear of heights, that is I like, think, my true. word, by the way, as I was listening to you share, what's your emotion? One of mine is uh, exhilarating. Yes. I love chasing I believe it. those moments outside my comfort zone. That's right. And I love a little bit of that fear that's
1: right well and by the way knowing that how freeing is that so if you're not there and you're like something's off and you're like oh my god exhilaration where's that? oh my god i haven't done anything courageous in seven days yeah i've just been oh my god i gotta go do something
0: like that's so (laughs) empowering and you know how easy it is to do something scary (laughs) i mean that's the easiest (laughs) thing of all so what i want to do before we are forced to wrap up this podcast they'll kick us off this chairlift i want to talk about your book Oh man! Um, it's still at the time of this recording. It's was still a few months out, but that, yes. September's going to be here before we know it. And I have already read the first chapter. Oh, the awesome. first two sentences, your invocation. I was like, wait, who is this Mastin Kip guy? I didn't know he could write, because it is unbelievable oh, dude, that writing. Means a lot. It's not you're not just this like loud talking expert. Because all introverts think experts are really loud and obnoxious. <laughs> but like when I can see someone who can do what you can do, and then sit down and write like that it's unbelievable and so oh, i'm very dude. excited I've been, I've been reading it at the breaks at our mastermind i was reading it this morning and i'm so blessed and lucky that i get an early copy oh dude well first of all thank you yeah that's
1: uh, amazing it's been 10 years in the making i'm like, fully transparent extremely nervous about putting this thing out i bet it's a, it's sort of too much of a big deal for me so i'm trying to detach and everyone's asking me like do you want to go for new york times i'm like i don't care for me it's all about impact Yeah, so, I mean, the book is Claim Your Power, and it's really all about how to get, see, we talk about these emotions, but what stops us, you know, a lot of people take, you know, one step forward or two steps back, and we do this dance. It helps people really identify why are you stuck, what are these root cause invisible patterns, and it doesn't matter if you're just getting started or if you're uber successful, everybody has invisible blocks that hold them back from the next level. Every person on the planet. So, it helps you get really crystal clear on what those are so that you're not just like trying to move forward without any understanding what's holding you back but we don't dwell on it it helps you then understand is that Dylan? Mm-hmm. yeah it's
0: gonna be the podcast shot right there <laughs> Dylan yeah buddy yeah. and you know <laughs> that's amazing I wanted to say too invisible blocks yes you can't see them folks. That's right. If you knew they were there, they wouldn't be a quote unquote issue or a problem. And that's, I actually love that. Like it's really fun uncovering those. Like it's this self discovery process. That's That's what it is about for me.
1: Well, and that's the thing too, is that like when you start talking about the marketing of personal development, which is like, why would I read this? What's in it for me? What's the benefit? Mm -hmm. It's like, it's hard to describe emotion, you know, because emotion, like how do you describe authenticity or connection or joy or fulfillment? These are very vague terms. But when you understand that what's keeping you stuck, is literally something that's a hidden block inside you. And when you understand what it is and where it came from, that you can go to the next level and lose the weight or find the money or whatever it is that you're going for, that is a really empowering process. So a lot of personal development focuses primarily on forward momentum. But if you only focus on forward momentum, you're never gonna focus on all of the impediments that are in your way. Like I I can imagine when you talk about your systems and processes, You're not just talking about what you have to do. You've got to have a conscious awareness of what are the impediments. Yes. Right? And so there are internal emotional mental impediments that hold everybody back. And they're common from every human being. So this book helps you really diagnose that, which is what I've been doing in private coaching and mentorship and retreats for the last decade. And I finally got the book out about it. But that's really what it's about. And then how to figure out what your emotions are, how to bring that forward, and then really how to create a vision from that place. So it's really like a, almost like a, total diagnosis and uh, action plan for what your purpose is and what's keeping you stuck
0: well i love it and this is so exciting it's claim your power yes and it's coming out this september yes 2017 september 12th september 12th two weeks before my birthday yeah perfect exciting perfect we'll have a launch party and a birthday amazing awesome so we are seeing our final destination coming up on the horizon i want to ground this episode with one final thing and see now until then what is it an action item or a homework or an exercise or something that our listeners can get into action about and do to either define their purpose more or find it or get more clarity around sure i think that the number one thing you want to think about
1: is this what have been maybe two or three of the happiest moments of your life and if you don't remember early childhood stuff because it's hard to remember it could be today or yesterday but just look at it and ask yourself how did i feel And notice if there's common emotions, because there will be. And then start to ask yourself, okay, let's just pretend it's uh, exhilaration, right? Look at your life. Look at your romantic life. Look at your financial life. Look at your business life. And ask yourself, do I feel this way? And if the answer is no, then ask yourself, well, what do I got to do to feel that way? And that'll give you some really awesome insights into what to do. And the last thing I'll say on this is, you know, especially in the spiritual world, fear has become sort of the new devil, Mm-hmm. in a lot of ways like there's lucifer now there's fear right <laughs> and i really would just like to encourage everyone listening to the sound of the, my voice that to really see fear as a sign that they're living their purpose and that fear is a compass showing you where to go with one caveat if you're in a burning building don't say maston and face your fear <laughs> <laughs> but around. you know, use some common sense but like literally the, the more fear you can feel on a daily basis the better and it was really cool because i just saw tim ferris talk about this about he has not goal setting but fear setting and it's a very similar concept you know, this is a concept that seems to be emerging at this time, which I think is really important. So don't avoid fear, go into it. And I think you'll be really rewarded on the other side.
0: This is beautiful. And I think it was Tony Robbins that said, the quality of your life is determined by the quality of questions you ask. That's right. He's giving you guys some powerful questions, huge inquiry into, how to get more clarity on your purpose. This has been such an honor. This has oh been so amazing. I'm so awesome. upset that this is the end of the line for us. <laughs> know, it's like, it's there's, we have to end the episode. I feel like it's been like five minutes. Yeah, it really has. So this is incredible. <laughs> thank you so much. I know on my podcast, we're going to link up everything in the show oh, notes dude, on you. how to pre-order Mastin's book, how to learn more about Mastin and his podcast. Thank you again, man, for coming on. Oh my this. God. Well, James, I
1: want to thank you for having me on your podcast. And it's also been actually interesting and awesome to you know have our peeps see this side of me too. Too, which is unique too. So we're going to to return the favor.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much, James. Until next time. Take care. Right. Bye y'all. For 10 years now, I've made my living selling digital courses, membership subscriptions, and group coaching. I've been able to make millions of dollars yet even better. I've been able to help thousands upon thousands of students with my training yet. I've never taught my system on how to actually get started, how to choose the right niche, the right product, the right tools, and the right plan. Until now, the information marketing industry is booming now more than ever. And if you've been sitting on the sidelines waiting to get in, well, now is your time. For the next eight weeks, I'm going to be delivering a brand new training course live showing exactly. How To get started and get profitable, even if you have no list, no product, or no idea, and the best part is it's 100% free. All you have to do is request an invite to my private Facebook group. Every week, I'll broadcast a live, in depth training with homework, action items, and of course, QA. So, to request access to my private group now and join the training absolutely free simply visit www.jameswedmore.com forward slash free. That's www.jameswedmore.com forward slash free. And I'll see you there.